1: Hey guys, welcome to another edition of the Talking Metal Podcast. Thanks for joining me. My name is Mr. Mark Striegel. Uh, in the last couple episodes I was mentioning about the new Van Halen, how I didn't really dig the, the, the single tattoo. My opinion has changed. They're playing that a lot on one of the local radio stations here in New Jersey, WDHA. And I've grown to love the song. I was uh, definitely not feeling it the first few times I heard it, which is when I recorded those last couple episodes that you may have heard. Uh, I'm doing an about face. Love the single, "Tattoo," the new Van Halen. Awesome. The album came out just recently. I did listen to it on Spotify, and uh, I'm digging the whole album. I, I think it's. I think it's fun. I, I don't know if it if it if it's quite on par with those first six albums david lee roth did with van halen but nonetheless a good fun listen and recommended here is a little new van halen this is the single we'll just do a little sound sample of this this is called tattoo To fun stuff. Speaking of Spotify, which I mentioned before we got into the song, there, let's read a listener email. Mark just wanted to say after listening to you praise Spotify on Talking Metal, I had to give it a try. I love it. I set up my playlist to use my songs for our music concert at school. I am a music teacher, and it worked amazingly well, better than my iTunes and media player that always liked to freeze. And my two iPods, one that has crashed and one that keeps turning itself off, Mac hardware into a Windows formatted laptop, of course there will be problems. I also plan to pay the $10 to use it on my cell phone and download music for when I really prefer a CD, which is rarely nowadays. I actually use it to play all my playlists from home and school on my ride to and from work now and I don't have to bring two iPods with me all the time. Thanks for the website tip. Chris. Bye. Hey, Chris, thanks for your email. And yeah, I love Spotify. I'm glad I turned you on to it. And that's pretty cool. You're a music teacher. Very. Uh, I'm always interested to hear from the Talking Metal listeners. So, uh, so yeah, man, I, I'm still digging Spotify. I, you know, the new Van Halen came out on, uh, on Tuesday. I, I just downloaded the whole thing to my my phone and like you i'm listening to it to and from you know work i i i uh i'm driving to work a lot more now i'm doing a lot of work out at the big nbc facility in a town in northern new jersey called Angle, anglewood cliffs uh still doing a lot of work in the city though too um like this week i'll be in the city and out in anglewood cliffs it's 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 weird when i take the train into the city i prefer to read When I'm working at Englewood Cliffs, I obviously uh, either listen to the radio and Spotify. I've been listening to Imus on the way into work just because there's really nothing else to listen to on free regular radio. And then on the way home, I've been plugging my phone in and listening to my Spotify stuff. I will say that uh, Spotify, if you stream, I guess, you know, if you stream the, the songs... And don't download them to your phone. I have noticed, you know, when I'm driving home that sometimes the songs will stop or I'll, I'll lose the song. So I do think that it is best to, you know, download the the songs to to your phone. I, I got a lot of great stuff on there. I've got a, like a Tony Iommi playlist I've been listening to, which has stuff off of Iommi solo records and, and uh, you know, Heaven and Hell stuff and... You know it's weird, like those Aussie S- uh, Sabbath records. They've just never really been readily available on iTunes or, or for that matter, Spotify, and it, it, or even like this the CD versions of them have always been like cheap and weird. They've never, as far as I know, like done like real official remasters and re releases of them. I know there was some box set that had them all. Maybe, maybe so. Maybe they did on that. I, I don't know. No, it's just odd that they're that they're not up. I mean, you go to like iTunes or Spotify. I know Spotify for sure. There's like just a lack of 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 Sabbath stuff up there, and the stuff that is up there is like kind of odd. And when I say Sabbath, you know, I'm talking Ozzy years through, you know, Tony Martin years through wherever we are now. Which brings me to my next topic, Black Sabbath. You know, Bill Ward put out something saying that he wasn't going to be involved in the Black Sabbath reunion anymore until he got a better contract. And then a few days later, this website uh, put up a story, which I'm guessing is probably bogus, saying that Sharon had fired him. Sharon then tweeted a couple days after that, this is Sharon Osborne, of course, saying that she couldn't fire Bill from Black Sabbath because she doesn't manage Black Sabbath. She manages Ozzy. So here are my thoughts on this. First, the website, which I've now heard of a few times that broke the news, is called metaltalk.net or something. I just... I got to tell you, we've been doing Talking Metal since 2005. That's the fucking lamest name for a website. It sounds like a direct ripoff of what we've done. You can't tell me that they didn't know about Talking Metal. I mean, most people in the metal, hard rock community have heard of Talking Metal at some point within the past, you know, going on, what, seven years? Um, It's such a lame freaking you couldn't come up with a better name. I don't want people confusing us with this site if they're putting out bogus stories, which Sharon Osborne of course is claiming they do. You know, say what you want about Sharon, you know, I know a lot of people in the heavy metal world don't don't love her. Um I I don't have a problem with her myself. I you know, I think she's done a lot for Ozzy frankly in reading his book and even reading Iommi's book, you know, Rudy Sarzo's book, I respect her for what she's done. She stood by him, and she's she's helped him get out all this great music to us through the years. Um, <clears throat> I believe her when she says she didn't fire Bill Ward from, from Sabbath. You know, and in Iomi's book, Bill Ward kind of comes off as not the most mentally sound guy, and I... And you know somebody said to me I was emailing some people back and forth about this. Oh, well, Bill Bill Ozzy needs to stand by Bill Ward and have him in this Sabbath reunion. And you know, that's Ozzy's been propped up too too many times through the years by other people. I think it's bullshit, man. I will defend Ozzy. I think I think, you know, the Bob Daisley. I'm so sick of that guy, man. I mean, and people claiming that the, trying to take Claim for what Ozzy has done. If Bob Daisley is so freaking great, what else has he done besides what he did with with Ozzy? I mean, sure, he was in Rainbow. The way I understand it, he didn't didn't even, even though his pictures on that one record, he didn't even play bass on half the tracks. Um, I I, and I know you know he worked with even Sabbath uh, on the one record, but it's like it's like whatever. I've addressed the Bob Daisley thing before. There's just people at the top. Ozzy's the biggest metal act out there, next to Metallica, and it's like I always feel like that people want to always attack the people at the at the top, um, and I feel like that is the case with Ozzy. Ozzy, I believe, is probably one of the hardest working guys in show business. I really, I really do. I honestly mean that. You can think he's stupid. You can think he, he is is not smart, and I will disagree with you on on those. I think he's clever. Uh, even when they got together to do those two Sabbath songs on that live record, you know, a decade ago or whatever it was at this point, Ozzy and Iommi did those songs on their own, you know, and that's that's Iommi's word. If you you can look it up on Wikipedia, they're even credited to Osbourne and Iommi. Um, so the Bill Ward thing, I love Bill's solo record. I do have some respect for him. I think he's a little, a little weird uh, at times, just from what I've read about him and, and heard from him. And you know, I used to listen to the Bill Ward podcast when he was doing that. But it's like, I will, I will say this, and and I know people are getting pissed at me already. Hearing this, when I saw the Sabbath reunion, if I remember correctly, it was the late '90s, probably '98, '99, right? at the Meadowlands, I had pretty good seats. I went with my brother, and it was a great show. I had a lot of fun, but I was extremely disappointed in Bill Ward's performance. Now, I had seen them beforehand when they had played outdoor at the Meadowlands at Giant Stadium on an OzFest, like 97 or 98 possibly, where they had Mike Borden on drums, and I thought that was great, actually. And And I thought when they came back around then and did the arena tour with Bill Ward on drums, as much as people probably enjoyed seeing Bill Ward up there, the dude frickin' could not play drums like he used to. And I thought, musically, Sabbath suffered because of that. I'll stand by that. When they came back around a year or two later, I saw them again on OzFest, I believe, if my memory serves me correct, and I thought he was slightly better at that point. But honestly shoot me, but I believe the Sabbath record could potentially sound better. This reu- reunion between Ozzy, Iommi, Geezer could potentially sound better without Bill Ward. I'm sorry. I, I just honestly think that, um, especially if the guy hasn't touched his kit since he last played with Sabbath. He's probably not all that great in the chop department. So, Send me the hate mail. I'm ready for it. But that's honestly what I think. Uh, I, I I would love to see Sabbath with or without Bill Ward. I will be there. And Bill Ward, he's a weird dude, man. I mean, you know, he even he even did at one point, you know, there was, I think, a Tony Martin version of Sabbath, which was Geezer, Bill Ward, and Iommi, where they did a tour of South America or something. And I even remember hearing that Bill Ward's playing was, you know, bad at that point. I don't, I don't know. I, I just feel like, prove me wrong, Bill Ward. Come back and, and blow us away with your playing. And, you know, in the end of the day, this is a business decision. You know, somebody pointed out, it may have been that Bob Lefwitz or whatever his name is, that Ozzy might not be able to go right back out on the road and do arenas. And that's why this uh, Sabbath reunion is happening uh, that could be. I don't. I don't know. I, I mean, I think Ozzy could always go and do a theater tour and charge, you know, hardcore fans, you know, two hundred bucks a ticket and make a killing. Probably, I, I, you know. So I, I. I don't know. But this is a business, is what I'm saying. So so Sabbath are out to do business, and Bill Ward might also not have an understanding of how albums don't make money anymore. Albums do not make money. I mean, this new Van Halen record, no one freaking cares. They don't. It's it's going to sell probably 200,000 copies uh, its first week or less. The Failure, Chinese Democracy. Guess what? It sold freaking more than that. It sold like 240 or something its first week. ACDC, uh, a number of years back at this point, two two three years ago, I think the same year as Chinese Democracy, actually, uh, they sold like seven hundred thousand their first week. Metallica did about five hundred thousand. These are all low numbers compared to fifteen, twenty years ago. Um, the fact that, that Van Halen is is selling less than those three bands, I don't know that that people care that much that David Lee Roth is back in Van Halen. I do. I think it's great. I saw them on the on the last tour. I do plan to see them again, but. I, are people going to go so crazy over a new Sabbath record? You and me? Yeah, maybe we will. Maybe we will. Maybe we'll, we'll scrutinize it and listen to it and maybe we'll love it, maybe we'll hate it. Most people don't care. <laughs> they they just don't. They don't. And so if Bill Ward is thinking he's, you know, deserving of millions of dollars to play on a new Black Sabbath record, uh he's not. I'm um, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. He's he's probably They probably said, hey, you'll get a $100,000 to play on the record. And he was probably greatly offended. And he shouldn't be because the album isn't going to make that much money. Uh, Albums just don't anymore unless you're Kanye West. I mean, can you imagine what fucking Kanye West and Lady Gaga would be selling 25 years ago when people actually bought records? I mean, they would be selling way more than they're selling now. And they're selling a lot now, but I mean people just aren't buying records. They they aren't. And the Van, the new Van Halen is proof of that, you know. And somebody said to me, "Oh, I thought, you know, Van Halen might sell 180, 200,000 their first week out. I thought those were good numbers." Those aren't good numbers. Those fucking suck. I don't buy CDs. I don't want CDs anymore. <sighs> Anyways, big thanks to Nikki from North Carolina, for her PayPal donation. Now, I believe this is what happened with her. She mailed in a donation to my PO box. I didn't get it, which is is terrible because not many of you have mailed in donations. I've gotten a few uh, cash through the mail, but not not many. Um, I'm I'm now stopping that thing. Um, do not mail me cash anymore. There was a scandal. Nikki mailed in some money. I did not get it. I don't know what happened to it. So uh, that sucks. I'm actually going to let my P.O. box go. I think I don't think I'm going to renew it. it. Really sucks. But Nikki, such an outstanding talking metal person, woman, girl from North Carolina, uh, then went and gave me a, pal- a PayPal donation. So not only did she mail in money that somehow mysteriously disappeared, thank you, Nikki. I'm sorry about that. Then she went and gave me a big PayPal donation. So that's awesome. Thank you, Nikki. I appreciate that. Let's get into a little music right now. This is Bang Tango, Someone Like You. What you just heard was bang tango, someone like you. Now we got rat. Lay it down. just heard rat lay it down. Up next, Devil's Road by Sweet F.A. was devil's road by sweet fa that's from back in 1990 we're gonna keep rocking the music and then we're gonna come back and do a little more talk this is contraband back from 1991 features richard black tracy guns michael shanker and bobby blotzer of rat fame and they are covering david bowie here where is david bowie the guy disappeared man hang on to yourself well she's not That was the David Bowie cover by Contraband. Hang on to yourself, little Ziggy Stardust, David Bowie, right? Yeah. David Bowie, not metal, obviously, but worked on a David Bowie documentary back when I was younger. Um, Great guy. Still, I saved some of his cigarette buds actually that he smoked during the interview. He's disappeared, man. It's wild. I, I think he's doing a Johnny Carson. I think he's just gonna ride it out and die, and he's he's gonna let his his image kind of kind of stay, you know, as as to what it was maybe five years ago when he he disappeared six years ago. Which you got to respect that. That's cool, man. That's cool. A lot of people don't want to be seen, you know, super old and and you know, in a way it it it, it captures. Uh, your iconic status without letting it go downhill. I mean, God bless Dick Clark, but, it, you know, every time I see him back on the New Year's Eve show, it's sad, man. It's almost be better if, for his image if he just disappeared. I could say that about a lot of heavy metal guys, too. This is Steve Stevens with Atomic Playboy.
0: It will not blow out the bottom of the sea and let all the water run down the hole. It will not destroy gravity. I am not an atomic
1: was Steve Stevens, Atomic Playboy. Rockin' it, rockin' it, rockin' it. Steve, best known for his work with Billy Idol. I also have a a record that he did with Terry Bozio, which is uh, an instrumental thing, if I remember correctly, and I remember that being quite good. I'd like to say a big special thanks to Mayor McCheese. Donated some cash to the podcast. Thank you. We really appreciate that. We appreciate all the donations we've been getting. And we're going to keep mentioning donations. Actually, let me log in here. Another one that came in just actually today, probably it'll be a week after you guys hear this, is from Eric. So Eric is supporting the podcast. Eric from Washington, D.C. Thanks, dude. Appreciate that. You guys rock. You guys rock. Here's an email. Mark and John, I just wanted to say I'm a big fan of talking metal. And I live here in uh, Canberra, Australia. Fucking baby monitors on the fritz. Uh, That's how we roll here. Sorry if you heard that background noise. So let's try that again. Email, hey Mark and John, I just wanted to say I'm a big fan of the Talking Metal podcast here in Canabaria, Australia. I have been listening since 2010, and I'm currently listening to the earlier Talking Metal podcasts from 2006 to 2009. Oi, <laughs> some drunken episodes back there. I miss those episodes. I'd like to, um, I'd like to revisit those episodes myself. I, I don't. Really go back and listen to the old episodes. I should, though, because I I do think it's uh, progressed. Maybe not for the better. Who knows? Anyways, he says he's listening to these old podcasts from 2006 and 2009, and I have some of the Talking Metal episodes on... Oh, I've seen some of the Talking Metal episodes on YouTube, and it's a great show. Thanks, man. Let me tell you this. Actually, I'm saying man. This isn't man. This is uh, from uh, a, a woman. Sarah. Sarah, let me tell you this, lady, chick, whatever. Um, the the there's gonna be a new episode of, of Talking Metal on YouTube soon, hopefully. I'm I'm literally I, I will apologize for the lack of podcast, but I've been spending like literally like an hour every day trying to edit the the last Talking Metal show, um, podcast. The video side of that and we're we're gonna also i think gonna try to include a talking metal jam in it so if i ever get it together it could be fun for you guys to uh to check out i just noticed my mic is on phantom power and i don't think this is a phantom power mic but uh i just turned it off it should be interesting uh anyways okay back to the email sarah's email the podcasts are really great when I am sort of bored of the music that I have on my iPod, I am currently studying journalism and the podcasts are a great listen are great to listen to when I'm doing assignments and they help me focus on my assignments that I have to. Cool. Cool. I really hope one day that I will get to talk metal with you guys and keep up the great podcasts and bringing metal to the world from Sarah. Excellent. Sarah, thanks for checking in with us from Australia. That's awesome. This is Will Walner and Vivian Vane. I hope I'm pronouncing that right. They have a new album out. Let's check out a track from that new album. This is called Streets of Desire. Wallner and Vivian Vane with the song Streets of Desire. That's actually Carmine Apice, friends, a friend of Talking Metals, on drums there. One of the, the innovators of, of heavy metal, really, Carmine Peace. Uh, anyways, go to walnervane.com. W-A-L-L-N-E-R-V-A-I-N.com to learn more about That cool sounding act. I think it sounds great. I think there's a video they got on YouTube too that I checked out recently. Lillian Axe. New Lillian Axe. The album is The Day Before Tomorrow. The song you're about to hear is called Babylon. Here it is.
2: sweet, till one day we'll meet, the end of the deceit, the sacred hour.
1: long episode of talking metal today. Thanks for uh hanging with me, listening to me rant and rave and complain. Um again, the lack of podcasts, I uh, apologize for it's all been because I'm working on this TV show version that I hope to post on YouTube for you guys. Going to check out Guns and Roses tomorrow night. I am recording this on uh February 11th. It'll probably be a week before I get it up on YouTube or uh, on iTunes. But um yeah, I mean Guns N' Roses doing three theater shows in the city, and I, I've 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 been disappointed on uh, a number of fronts with with GNR lately. Just ever since they kind of I uh, they one guy <laughs> dropped the ball, I think, in promoting Chinese Democracy. I, I've kind of which is a great great record, and I will stand by that record. I, I've said I think I like Chinese Democracy better than Axel does. We're honored to have been thanked, John and I, on the record. Our guitars were, were used, actually, to record parts of the record. We loaned Bumblefoot our guitars. And Frank's a good friend of mine, a neighbor here in, in Maplewood, New Jersey, where I live. So uh, I'm looking forward to seeing them tomorrow night. I, I do think this theater thing that they're doing in the city and they're doing a few other pl- places, I think Chicago and uh, Atlantic City, I think that's 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 where they need to be. You know, uh, I I I think playing half-filled arenas. Now, granted, in Los Angeles, it was not a half-filled arena. In Chicago, it was not a half-filled arena. Uh, those are two big markets for Guns N' Roses. Those they were either sold out or close to it. But even in New Jersey, the most heavily densely populated place in the country, they only the the place was only seventy percent full. And you know, in most smaller cities, it was a lot less full than that. I think I I really think I've said this before that for Guns N' Roses to go out and sell out theaters, you know, thousand seat theaters, two thousand seat theater is a lot stronger than Guns N' Roses comes to town and you know, the place is only forty percent, fifty percent filled. I think, and then go do the European festival things if if Axel wants to keep this new version of Guns going, which is is a, is is a fun band and they're great guys and they're great players, but he's never even done a, like a, a press photo with these guys. I, I feel like he hasn't respected the band, and, and he would argue it the opposite, but I feel like he hasn't respected the band like he should. Uh, there's been nothing to, to cement this new version uh, of, of Guns N' Roses. There's been nothing done to cement this new version of Guns N' Roses in the public's eye you know um no no music video no press photos you know he did bring DJ Ashba with him to the Eddie Trunk interview on that metal show which yeah that that, that was kind of a step maybe in the right direction even though DJ Ashba said nothing <laughs> but um you know there has to be there has to be some uh something done for us to buy this new for uh, i buy the band but for the public the general public to buy the new version of and when I say buy, I don't mean shelling out money. I just mean, well, in some ways, I do. You know, going to see them play live and stuff. But just kind of accepting that this is this is the band. Slash isn't in the band anymore. You know, should be interesting to see what happens at this uh, rock and roll Hall of Fame induction. I know the people at HBO do believe that that the the original members will at least stand up on stage together and accept the. Uh, the, the what what do you call it the the honor if you will of being put in this goofy rock and roll hall of fame thing, which is a bunch of bullshit anyways, having said that, if they can get those guys up there uh you know th- together that that would be nice that would be nice i'd like to see that and I'd love to hear them do a song together, which is traditional in the rock and roll hall of fame will that happen? who knows we do not know, and I guess we'll find out this year i think when is the uh, induction I think it's April or something right. Or the ceremony, I guess it is. Maybe the induction already happened. The ceremony, which usually airs on some you know station like Fuse or some bullshit station, VH1 Classic. It's actually airing on HBO this year, so it's kind of a big deal. HBO uh, usually does a real good job with things. So, so yeah, we'll check that out. And uh, I would love to see a Guns N' Roses reunion. I really would. Um, and I, I'm I I love. GNR the new GNR Chinese democracy band but let's face it he had he had the chance to really throw this new version of the band out there and I feel like he didn't jump in the pool you know with 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 the new version of Guns N' Roses he kind of dipped his foot in and 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 waded around with it you know he's he's never thrown it out there in in the, the proper promo, promotion has never been done with this band, and what's stopping them now from from somebody from picking up the ball and promoting this band? You know, the album's old at this point, Chinese Democracy. But will there be another record with DJ Ashba's songs that he's writing? You know, with Axel, I'm not holding my breath. Uh, it'd be great, sure. I, I'm all for whatever the fuck Axel wants to do. I, I support him. But there is there is a part of me that would love to see a one-off reunion. Do a reunion tour, man. You'll be playing sold-out arenas in every freaking little rinky-dink city you go to with a reunited Guns N' Roses. You don't even need new material. And then if, if they don't want to do new material... Because no one cares about new material. I mean, the new Van Halen is is a, an example of that. You know, go back and do then bring up, bring back, you know, Bumblefoot and Tommy Stinson and those guys, and go back to what you were doing. Which I I I think you know, knowing that it took so long for Chinese Democracy to come out, who knows if there'll ever be any new music from from that version of the band? The DJ Ashba is, I guess, spearheading with his songwriting. Yeah, you, know, you can go. You can go. You can go back to it, but but a reunited Guns and Roses, you can't beat it, man. As far as public interest, and you don't even need a, a full reunited version of the band. I mean, people want to see. People know Slash. They kind of know Duff McKagan. And I'm talking when I talk people, I'm not talking you and I. I'm talking about the average Joe, the housewife next door to you. Um, they they want to see they want to see those three guys on stage. Izzy, uh, you could you could fill in Richard Fortas and Frank from the new version of Guns and Roses, and just get Slash and, and McKagan back, and th- there there's your there's your freaking reunion. You know, you know, and those three guys could actually make more money because you wouldn't have to pay Matt Sorum or Steven Adler or um, Izzy. You know, how about that? That would be fun, actually, seeing seeing that, you know? I mean, somebody on one of the forums... You know, we have, by the way, Talking Metal Forums, TalkingMetalForums.com, password to get on there, Metal Mike. We argue about Guns and Roses, you know, Metallica, and a bunch of other dumb shit all, all the time. We'd love to have you join us there. Um, but somebody suggested, I think it was on our forums, maybe it was somebody else's forums, that you know, you, you do a set with the, the new Guns N' Roses, and then you have like a, a, a reunion, uh, which is what back to the, the Iomi thing, which is what Ozzy did when he originally got back together with Iommi and Geezer back in the late nineties with Mike Borden on drums. He came out, he did a set with Zach, then Geezer and uh, you know, and and Iommi came out and did a set with him uh, of Sabbath material. So, kind of kind of cool. I can't remember who was playing bass at that time with Ozzy. Was Geezer actually playing with Ozzy? I don't know. I can't remember. I know, because maybe Geezer played the Ozzy set too, and then just then it was just Iomi that came out and, and Zach left. I can't really remember, but because uh, I know Geezer when I saw G- Ozzy in the mid '90s, Geezer was definitely on bass at that point with. Uh, Joe Holmes on drums. Anyways, just thinking out loud here. Uh, All right, so I think these guys, I haven't listened to this yet, but I think they're friends with uh, Nikki from North Carolina. This band is called Ghost of August. You have listened to a very long episode of the Talking Metal podcast. Thanks for joining me. Keep those PayPal donations coming in. You can make a PayPal donation on TalkingMetal.com. And we'll check out a little bit of this band, Ghost of August who sent me their CD and their website is ghostofaugust.com. So here you go, guys, a little Ghost of August to carry us out. They're on Dirtbag Music, Inc.